space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. It's a beautiful morning here in downtown Burbank, California. Actually, it's not that beautiful. From our window on the 10th floor of this crappy hotel, this craptastic hotel. Well, <laughs> TM, craptastic. Um, and this hotel in the future will be known as the craptastic hotel, and it will also be known as um, the hotel sucks a lot. <laughs> because basically everything that, that could go wrong in a hotel room has gone wrong in our hotel. And we've discovered that if your toilet works, you don't get internet access. <laughs> we don't so, quite Somehow get the those two things are connected. That went wrong yesterday. We still didn't have internet access again this morning, so we had to take the computer down to the lobby to check our email, feeling like homeless people sitting there. Very, very embarrassing. And uh, But at least we got a free breakfast out of it. And we did. We actually got a couple free we breakfasts. We got a couple free breakfasts. That. that was good. But I want to talk, before we get into all the, the Shatner things that have gone on, I want to talk about the horrible transporter accident. We just <laughs> witnessed people. This is fresh in our minds. We were down in the lobby doing internet access, and came back up here to the room to do some podcasting for you before we we actually leave for the airport. And we're waiting for the elevator, and the lobby's on the second floor. Mm -hmm. So the elevator comes down, and it's still going to go down one more floor. But it comes down, and it stops, and it opens, and a few people get off, and some people stayed on because they were going to go down to the first floor and had a little, like, chihuahua dog Uh, with them. Yapping. Yapping. Yap, 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 yap. Okay, so the door closes, the dog goes away. (laughs) We were like, thank God. (laughs) So two minutes later, the elevator's coming again. We get the ding, and before the door's open, we hear, yap, 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 and we go, oh, God, the dog's still there. The door opens. It's a different dog. (laughs) It was like a horrible transporter accident, like, in the enemy with It was exactly like that. It was so scary. And... I was kind of afraid to get in. Yeah, but we did. We did. Because we wanted to come up here. And, and in fact, I, the dog stopped yapping once we got in because there were several other people. And I think Because it, we're frightened. It was, it was scared. <sighs> so we did want to share that sort of trekkish moment with you. There have been a lot of very strange moments happening. Um, so let's recap yesterday. Okay. Because we don't have a whole lot of time. And, and we had a very full day. We did. Yesterday morning we went to, what's it called, like the Museum of Entertainment? So I think that is what it's called, yeah. And it was on um, Hollywood Boulevard uh-huh. near the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going to go through that, which has Star Trek exhibits. But we were there early, and so we were able to walk up and down Hollywood Boulevard and find the stars yeah. Stars, star stars, and uh, and look at the footprints and stuff in front of Grauman's. And the funny thing is, of course, we're looking for bills. Mm-hmm. And so we're walking along, looking, looking, reading them all, reading them all. And I swear, we've read ninety percent of them. And we're going, well, where? Where's where the Star bills? Trek where one? Where's bills? And it's right in front. <laughs> it's a huge block of all the Star Trek guys with a plaque, mm-hmm. which none of the others have. So we like just totally. Totally missed it. Because we're looking for an individual one. Right. But so, fulfilled lifelong dream. Yeah. Sat in Bill's handprint. Yeah. 
each of us. That was pretty cool. That was that very was special. Yeah. We were also assaulted by Thor the yeah, Mighty God of Annoyance. The people, the people who dress up in costumes. and he was, he was simultaneously trying to get money from us, but also hitting on us. And hitting me with his hammer. Yeah. It was, no, not good. So we did that, and we walked up and down Hollywood Boulevard. We took lots of pictures. In fact, when I have a couple of minutes this week, I'm going to put it all together in a Flickr stream so you can get sort of the tour of our weekend, and all those pictures will be included in it. And saw, you know, the people that you see in Hollywood, seven-foot-tall drag queens, you know, early on a Saturday morning kind of doing whatever they're doing. And um, we also realized (laughs) towards the end of our stroll that we need to do a different stroll, and we need to do it as a, a video, audio yeah. um, podcast where we're walking along because we were having some pretty fun chat the whole time as we were reading these names. But Lena pointed out that we could do an entirely separate tour of walking along, picking out the stars of the women Bill slept with. Because it's most of the women. Yeah, we saw, you know, Joan Collins. Mm-hmm. And, and so after that, every time we saw a female name, we were going, did he do her? Well, no, she, you know, too old, she's dead, whatever. But, you know. It's a sizable percentage of the it's women's five stars. Yeah. Because, you know, they're mostly actresses and they're mostly, you know, beautiful and sexy. And, of right. course, if he was there when they were there, he would have done them. So we were kind of wondering if on, you know, Bill's property, he has some property up in the mountains here, if he has, you know, his own little walk of fame with stars. Yeah. The, the number of stars he has awarded each of his paramours. Right. So he probably has a full-time mason employed yes. to do that. Just carving those. Carving and, and adding stars. You know, she was actually a little better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very much fun. Um, and then we went to the museum. Yes. And we, we got our little tour. And it's a pretty fun little museum. It's it's not that big. I wasn't sure if it was going to be big or small. Um, and they take you uh, through rooms where they have props that they've acquired from different movies and TV shows. And you can get up close. You can touch a lot of this stuff. Not, not all of it is properly conserved, like in glass cases and things. So that was kind of cool. And they had some good Star Trek stuff there. They had DeForest Kelly uni- Kelly's uniform from um, the motion picture, right? Right. And then they had an engineering uniform, and it didn't say who that had belonged well, to. Well, that's because it was an anonymous it was red anonymous. shirt. It was a red shirt, yes. But that was cool, and we took some pictures of that. Then the next part of it was the big part that everybody had been waiting for, where we got to go on to the bridge set from TNG. And it was all there. It was very, very cool. And it looked, um, well, the lighting in there is not so good. So it was kind of dim lighting. And you'll see from the pictures that uh, aside from where they sort of had some spotlights shining, it was, it was kind of dim. Uh, so it didn't look like it does on the TV where everything is really brightly lit with all those stage lights. Right. But um, So they, they had the captain's chair and the two chairs that are on either side of it. And then the big wooden uh, bridge Wrap around. thing that goes around. Yeah. And then they had the stations behind it that were all lit up with all the little you know displays on it and everything. And it, it was all like you could sit in the chairs and you could touch stuff and you could walk around. And it was really cool. And on the view screen they were showing like scenes from, mm-hmm. from Trek. And uh, we were noticing, okay, unlike when we saw the, the tranny show, that their, their, their buttons and things are not gumdrops or, or, or jelly beans or whatever. You know, they're, they're little lights. But next to them, of course, there's print. And we were realizing the print was abbreviations of people's names. Mm-hmm. So it would say, like, 
P A S T E O Patrick Stewart. Right, so it was know. two letters and then three letters. Right, so J O F R A Jonathan yeah. Frakes, you know. But they were also labeled things like phaser control and mm-hmm. torpedo and everything. So we got to stand there and pretend we were doing those things. Yeah, that was cool. And we took some pictures sitting in various places. They had a display on the side that was headless crewmen. Yes, we got a picture of headless Pic- crewmen. Very strange. Yeah. Um, also, I want to tell them about the thing you knew and I didn't, oh, okay. which was. When you're watching the show, you know, you can see that there are uh, labels on all these different things on the set. And I'm not talking about labels for the stagehands. These are like labels like Starfleet would have, what this is the control of. But underneath it is really, really tiny print that you could never read. But Lena had heard that they're all jokes. So, of course, we were, you know, getting right up close to them, bent over and reading them. Mm -hmm. And the one that cracked us up the most was, I don't remember what the, the real writing was above it, but then down below it says, now sit right back and you'll hear the tale, the tale of a faithful ship. And that just cracked That was up. really very, very funny. Um, I, I had heard that also the one in sickbay um, has some really, really tiny print on it that has, like, you know, insurance levels on it and stuff. And Of course, you can never see that stuff on TV, but very, very funny that they put all that there. So it was really very cool, and they had... Uh, some appropriate sound effects and some other um, clips from different shows that were playing in different places. So, Oh, and before you go there. into the bridge, you're in the transporter. Oh, that's right. You're in the transporter room. So right. That, that was cool. That was yeah. fun. We all stood in the yeah. transporter. Our only complaint about that particular portion of the tour was that there was no air conditioning. It was really <gasps> hot in there. Very hot. Yeah. Um, then you go through another little trekkish section, and they had a wall with some sketches of the set decoration and, mm-hmm. and different sets that they had built. I think it was mostly TNG stuff. But then in the middle of it was this, um, everybody was kind of passing it by. And, and I, going on to the X-Files thing. Yeah, and we didn't care about that. And so we just, I, I was kind of curious about it because there was a screen and there were buttons. And if there's a button, I have to press it because that's why the button is there, right? So we, we, we stood over there and we started pressing the buttons and they were labeled bridge, sick bay, and engineering. And when you pressed a button, it pulled up a, a black and white clip yes. from one of the shows. I think it was just... It was TNG and TOS, right? Was there anything else? No. No, it was, so it was just those two. And if you press the bridge one, it would be like Kirk sitting in his chair going, you know, bridge here or Kirk here or something. And then sick bay, you know, McCoy would be saying McCoy here. So And there were a couple of, you know, Scotty reporting, the transporter's working, but she won't hold right. up. Right, you know, so, that. so we just stood there pressing buttons for like... For Until it kept repeating. <laughs> yeah, it was But the, the fun thing, this was so cool, and I can't remember who it was, but we were standing there with one of the other people from the fan club, another one of the women. So the three of us are standing there. Everybody else has moved on to X-Files. Mm-hmm. They're missing so much fun. And, you know, we're pushing the buttons and... and, and it's going through and it's going through, and you're also seeing the visual mm-hmm. on the screen. You're not just getting the sound. And um, so we're watching, 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 and then all of a sudden a Kirk one came oh. up, and all three of us went, oh! <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, so what else? Then we finished that portion, and then we skipped the X-Files thing because we just weren't that Who interested because we're not fans. And then we went into the cheer set, and the best thing about the cheer set was that the air conditioning was on full blast. <laughs> and, but you couldn't get a drink at the bar. You could not get a drink at the bar. But it was kind of cool to, it you know, fun. touch all the stuff and, you know, look at the, the chairs in the bar. Yeah. And it was cool. So that was pretty fun. And then um, out in the gift shop, there was a costume. Right. On a, on a dummy, and it said, um, like, genuine Star Trek yeah. or authentic or something. It's, it, I'm sorry, it was a woman's gown. Gown, yeah. And we're looking at it and looking at it and figured out it couldn't have been TOS because we would have instantly yeah. figured out whose dress that so, was. And the colors that were used in it were 
to me, they looked very TNG because they were more muted. They were mm-hmm. sort of a gold green color. So we're going to have to look and see if we can identify which episode that came from. Right. It was just on a mannequin there. And well, we also saw Sparky again. And we saw Sparky, Sparky the dog. So that'll be up there in the, in the Flickr picture, so you'll mm-hmm. see Sparky. It was, it's very funny. It, it was a crazy-looking dog, uh, stuffed animal thing. Right, and but they look exactly alike, and the dog looks terrified. It's a terrified-looking it's dog. It's a terrified-looking dog. <laughs> we took a picture of it. <laughs> we took pictures of everything. Everything. Uh, so let's see, we finished that and then we got ourselves some lunch, right? Yes. We, we, yes, had, some we, nice did. we had some good Italian food. We came back here and then we went on to the big event. No, we never did come. Oh yes, we, we did, did come back We, here. we came back here just briefly. Right. And then we went to the Los Angeles Equestrian Center for the horse show. Right. And what was going on in the afternoon was people, you know, setting up for the, the event that night, the dinner and everything. And <clears throat> there were people... I guess qualifying mm-hmm. for the competition, and um, and Bill was qualifying, mm-hmm. and so we got to see him do uh, the the reining, you know, that he has to do. And we knew nothing really about this, but we saw a couple people before him, and I've seen a little bit of this on on TV, mm-hmm. and um, their scores were zero. We figure zero is probably a bad. Score. Probably bad, yeah. Probably a bad score. But um, then Bill came out on one of his horses, not Doodles, it's a different horse. <laughs> different horse. And uh, we were sitting right next to his wife, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and uh, his daughter. Some, of the, some of his family was there, some other people he knew, and they, they were watching, and, and so, you know, he came riding out, and he did, you have to um, ride the horse, like, in a, in a circle. Right, a fast circle and a slow circle, and then there's some things where you have to ride really fast and kind of bring the horse to... Um, a screeching halt if horses could screech. <laughs> and you have to do a, a figure eight. Right, a figure eight. And then you have to walk them backwards, too. And you have to get the horse to the go in circles. in a circle, yeah. And uh, it looked to us like Bill did really well. He yeah. was very focused. Oh, man, it was amazing. I, I, you know, he brings that same intensity to his riding as mm-hmm. he does to everything else in his life. And it right. was really cool to see that. So then when they announced his scores, his scores were 67 mm-hmm. and 67.5. We figured that's better than zero. And uh, and then we looked over, and Elizabeth and his family were leaving. And, and Elizabeth, you know, sort of, like, did her, her hands in the air, like, yes, good, uh-huh. you know. So we figured those are good scores. Yeah, yeah. But we have to talk about people sitting behind <laughs> us. Okay, so... Um, you'll see the pictures of the, the arena where this was, and it's fairly large. You know, it's it's um, open air, but it has a cover, and it has, you know, it's just dirt in the middle of it where they're riding the horses, and then the stands are um, metal seating, just basically a um, little folding chair kind of affair, and it's pretty big. And while this was going on, there were not that many people there. There were probably 50 people total, right? You right. Know, there were the judges and then some Because it's a preliminary. Yeah, it's preliminary, so nobody goes to that really unless you're there for someone. And people were kind of scattered around, but it was quiet. People were paying attention to what was going on. So we're sitting there, and there's really nobody around us except for the Shatner clan to our right, except for the two women behind us. And who knows why they were there? Like, I couldn't really get that because they didn't seem to be there for a specific rider. They certainly weren't there for Bill. And, they, and we noticed there were several... You saw these women traveling in Paris at the same time, and we were calling yeah. them hag duos because, yeah. you know, very bleached hair and, and plastic surgery and haggy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a little dog with them. <laughs> and so when the... When Bill comes riding out, or when they announce the rider, uh-huh. um, they say, and this is uh, William Shatner and his horse, whatever the horse's name is. And so the, the one behind us goes, 
oh, it's that Star Trek guy. And then they proceed all the way through this to talk to the dog. Yeah, they kept, it was one of those little horrible yappy dogs. That you can put in your purse. Yeah, that you put in your purse. And the dog was, one of them was holding the dog and Mm -hmm. it was kind of squirming around and doing stuff. One of them did actually know, sort of, that that it was his horse show. And that was why (laughs) he was there. They were so stupid. So then in the middle of it, the one, you know, while he's riding, they stop talking to the dog and the the one goes, he was in Star Wars? (laughs) And then, then her friend said, no, no, it's Star Trek, but I didn't really watch that. Oh. So that was that was so silly. So Bill did a great job, and they were sort of watching and, and talking to the dog. Now, I didn't know it was a dog. <laughs> Neither I When we first sat down, because I didn't see the little rat-like thing in her arms. <laughs> and I just thought they were talking to a baby, because they kept going, do you need to go potty? <laughs> And I didn't bring his blank. His blankie's in the car. Do you need to go? Are you getting restless? It was really scary. And then we stood up and it was like, oh, it's a dog. <laughs> well, also, while while Bill was riding, you know, people, the few people who are in the stands, you know, are shouting at certain points, good, you know, woo, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that when he completed a move. And so they, the one just goes, I hate horse show talk. <laughs> So apparently, woo is for show talk. But do you want to go potty? Is perfectly okay, normal, you know, to a dog. Yeah, yeah. But woo, oh, woo is not okay. <laughs> so we don't know why they were there. I, I mean, I still don't understand why they were there. No, no. But that was that was the the first first idiots. paro idiots that we ran into. Right. So then. Um, there was a silent auction. Mm-hmm. Um, people had donated things that you could go and, and bid on. You know, some of them Trek related, some of them Boston Legal, and other people. Mm-hmm. A lot know, of stuff. There was artwork, you yeah. know, things like that. So we went and looked at all those things, and the uh, the one thing that I thought was really really cool, and I'm so glad a couple members of the fan club did bid on it and get it, was um, a fleece jacket mm-hmm. from Nemo Bay, where of course Boston Legal. Filmed the Finding Nemo episode. The ice fishing episode. Right. <laughs> and a, a cap, which Bill had autographed. Yeah. And uh, two of the members of the fan club, I guess the story I got, I wasn't quite clear on it, was they felt it was a little pricey, the minimum bid for it, but mm-hmm. they each wanted a piece of it. So mm-hmm. they went in together, and one got the cap, one got the jacket. Yeah, that was great. And they that was very so cool. And they were yeah. so happy, and we were all so Jumping happy for them. So that was, that was very cool. That was awesome. Um... So let's see. We, we went. We looked at the silent auction stuff. We we, volu- we had volunteered. The fan club had volunteered to help out a little bit with the setup for the dinner. So we were putting together these uh, bags that everybody got and that were on the chairs. Yeah, for so the dinner. everybody got one of those. And then we went back to the arena to see the actual show, and that was part of to demonstrate what the money for this charity was for. Also, so, before the show, though, you and I went over to this this section that sort of overlooked this area where Bill oh, was doing right. some press, that, yeah. being interviewed by. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there were all this press. That, when they had told us that he had typical Bill, he just had tons and tons of press lined up for this because that's what he wants, right? You know, to publicize mm-hmm. it and give money to the charity. So he was doing nonstop interviews with camera crews and people sticking their microphones in his face. And um, he first was doing an interview with a guy from E. Um, this very, uh, he looked like a dandy to me, I will say. <laughs> that is the perfect word. And he actually looked like 
some character in some movie, and I can't think of the name. If it ever comes to me, I'll tell you. But Dandy yeah, is perfect. Dandy was perfect. Sort of a Zoolander thing. You know, he had, yeah. like, this pinstripe suit and dyed black hair and way too much stage makeup on and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And then he was also interviewed by um, a blonde woman. I don't know where she was from. She might have also been from E, or maybe it was some other right. news outlet. But um, she gave us a dirty look as she had passed us at some earlier point for no reason. I mean, we were just sitting there, and she just had such a bitchy look and bitchy attitude as she went by. And I swore if, if I got the chance, I was going to give her the evil eye next time I saw her. So when she was interviewing, but we were staring at her and sending bad vibes in her right. direction. Should we talk about the division of polite and helpful people and non-polite and bitchy people? We, we probably should. Um, it's been our experience being in L.A. for this very short period of time that... Almost invariably, in every setting that we've been in, whether it's the hotel or the horse show or just walking or around. Or restaurants, walking around. On Hollywood Boulevard, the white people that we've encountered have been pretty non-helpful. And pretty some of them downright nasty. And full of attitude, generally. Oh, yeah. The non-white people, really nice. And, and it, this held true for every experience. You every know, experience. We, here at the hotel, as we've bitched about the hotel, this sucks a lot. <laughs> um, you can't get anything but... The, the two helpful people are the bartenders and the bus, bot, bus boys, yeah. and they are not white. And anybody you encounter, oh yeah, I mean, anybody else, they're like... We, we uh. went, when we were downstairs yesterday, needed to use the restroom on the first floor, which was broken. <laughs> so we, we went finally to, in search of, we had heard that, we went and asked somebody, and again, non-white person, oh yes, there's one downstairs that you can use, so we go downstairs, and are wandering around, and finally there's, like, a maid who barely speaks English who tells us exactly where it is. I was like, thank you very much for being so helpful. Yeah. The guy who came to fix our toilet yesterday. Nice, polite. Nice, polite guy. That was great. The people at the horse show, in general, all the white people, really not very nice. Yeah. Except for some of the volunteers who, yeah, who were the, good. Yeah, but, you know, the, the, I don't know, the people who, well, you know, I, I'm here, I'm yeah. a VIP. I'm it's so like, special. Oh, get over yourself. So, okay. So that was just our experience. Um, that was sort of a little sideline. Uh, so at the show, there was entertainment. There was... Um, Wait, we got to talk about how Bill came out. Oh, that's right. So we're in the stands. Uh, and, of course, this time we could not sit right next to Elizabeth and everything because by now they've marked the stands. Uh-huh. And you could, like, buy sort of like a box, except it yeah. wasn't boxed in. And so there was this area where Bill's, pretty much his whole family... His whole clan. It was amazing. We saw all three of the daughters. And, and their kids. And their kids and, and their husband, Joel Gresh, for any of you who watch... Um, 4,400 right, is married there. to, I believe, Bill's youngest daughter, and yeah. they just had a child. Oh, right. So th- this was very interesting. Oh, yes. We had seen the program about um, Bill on living, uh, in TV living in TV land, and part of it is him being at the hospital when this grandchild is being born and how, tr- you know, not traumatic, but it was, you know, kind of stressful, and he's waiting, and everybody's there, and we saw that child. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful, blonde-haired, blonde. oh, just little impish-looking. Mm-hmm. It was great. You know, the children were all so well-behaved and everything. They were. They were really good. It was really good. And um, also sitting in that group was Scott Hamilton. And his And son. We, we were kind of, like, stunned. You know, the, Scott Hamilton is a friend of, of Bill's, we uh-huh. found out. And we're going, okay, Bill is friends with Henry Rollins, <laughs> Ben Stiller, and Scott Hamilton. It's like worlds collide All over there. The place. It was amazing. So, you know, it's going to start. And here is your host, William Shatner. The gates open. 
Oh, but before that, we saw the horse show version of a Zamboni. That's right. The tractor's <laughs> driving around to make the sand all And we're all like, because <laughs> the dust But anyway, so Bill, not on his horse, comes driving out in his sports car. His beautiful sports car that we had peeked into the day before, right. this time with the top down. And it was all nice and shiny, so yeah, our handprints and yeah, nose yeah. prints are gone. Um, but he, you know, he sort of drove around and, and came to a halt in front of the stands, and he gets out, and he has a microphone, uh-huh. and says... My other car is a horse. And <laughs> does his whole he, he spiel. He did his shtick. It was pretty funny. Um, talked about a bunch of stuff and then brought out the first entertainment for this, which is a guy. No, that, no. The first entertainment. Uh, what? Was the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. God, I'm glad you're remembering all this because it's all blurring together. And the Star Spangled Banner was sung by Lyle Lovett. A country singer, very, very well known, and he was going to be the entertainment uh-huh. at the show. And actually, we were um, helping set up the room while he was rehearsing, rehearsing with his band, which so was cool. That was very cool. But um, and he was accompanied by a member of his band who plays the cello. Right. So it was just that. But Lyle came out on a horse mm-hmm. and did the whole reigning thing, and, and Bill good. was doing just this yeah. great commentary on how good Lyle was at this and how good he looked on the horse. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice. It was very cool. It was cool. Uh, okay, so. That national anthem, Bill talked for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then we had a guy that I guess we should have known since he's world famous, right? Bill told us he was world famous. And right? his name was? His name was Tommy Turvey. Now, we're not sure if that's his given name. <laughs> you kind of think it's Because who would name a kid Tommy? Tommy. <laughs> what did you say? Aloysius. That was Aloysius his name. Turvey Aloysius Turvey was his birth name. And uh, he did... I don't know, what was it? Horse humor, I guess. Well, he comes out, we'd seen him practicing yeah. too. He comes out, he's riding two horses standing on top of them. So it's it's what you would classically consider trick riding, like in a rodeo or a circus. Yeah, or but he didn't do the trick riding you see rodeo guys doing where they're flipping, s- flipping off the yeah, horse. Yeah, no, and all no, that. he was just riding He just in you know, rode around on these two horses. Yeah. And I said, okay, he's insane. <laughs> And he's made the horses insane. And the horses had to jump over a flaming yeah. bar. And at this point, I'm not an animal activist, but I could have gotten pretty activist on his ass. Because yeah. I'm like going, I'm not sure about this. And then... And then he did a routine where um, he he came out and did a, a, a fairly longish thing with a horse where most of the, the thing was done with the horse laying on its back on the ground mm-hmm. and he was moving its legs in different positions and kind of sitting on top of it. And, and it was all, it was all you know, sort of slapstick, like, yeah. like horse vaudeville. It was like horse vaudeville. And we were thinking that probably the best audience for something like that would be a group of six to seven-year-old children yeah. who would find it really amusing. Now, I have to say, I was impressed yeah, that, that he could train the horses to do these fairly, you know, complicated things where he would move one leg and the other leg would move and you know like that's that's yeah. impressive it's it, it was impressive but i just can't help but feel horses and are, are animals that i consider very beautiful animals and when you really you know see a horse running and moving they have such natural grace mm-hmm. and such beauty and dignity that to me this this is humiliating and i don't know if horses can feel humiliating <laughs> but i'm embarrassed watching it i am I am embarrassed on the horse's behalf. And you're right. The reason a good audience for that is small children is they don't have that right. awareness. Right. Or Anyway, I just I didn't find it funny. So we just started making up our own little um, sort of <laughs> subtext to this, which is 
you know, I hope the grand finale is that the horse throws him and kicks him and the other horses come out and they all trample him and consume his remains. <laughs> and I am pretty convinced that at night in the stables, the horses talk about how they're going to kill him. <laughs> or they make fun of him. <laughs> they do. And you know what they mainly make fun of him? What? Because this is a horse joke. This is an in-joke with the horses. Uh-huh. If you want to really insult another male horse, uh-huh. you say he's hung like a human. Uh- <laughs> like Tommy Turvey. <laughs> yeah, and they talk about Tommy Turvey. So, you know, this was... Um, it was a little weird because at the dinner that night, he was sitting next to us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so let's talk about behind us uh, while we're watching this. So we're watching the show, and, and we had been standing kind of behind where every all, all Shatners were for a while because we were taking some pictures, and then we just went and sat in the first seats that we could find. And there were some people there, um, and most everybody was pretty well behaved, except... The woman on the cell phone yes. that you had to force to shut up. And I gave her the glare of death. Because she was giving someone a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> and it was while Bill was telling that very moving story, after the child with cerebral palsy had oh, yeah. had come out and, and, and ridden, and Bill was openly oh, moved. He, he was, was choked up. He, he was really choked was. up and wiping away the tears. So, when no, And no. she's behind us going, oh, that's easy. You just put in a little butter. And I'm so uh, this was a demonstration of one of the charities ahead, which is what ahead mo- with horses. ahead with horses, which is what most of the money goes to, and they um, work with children who have um, pretty severe handicaps just to to let them see a horse and ride a horse, and it really helps them. It makes them feel happier with whatever their condition and is confidence. and confidence. So they had a little girl who was four years old who had been riding since she was two. We heard later mm-hmm. on. And um, she's on the horse, and they have two people, one on either side, who are holding her hand, and one walking the horse around in circles. And it was just so sweet. I mean, she's this tiny little girl, and there she is riding the horse and standing up. And right, yeah. It was, it was really, really wonderful. So it's a wonderful charity. We were so happy to be raising all this money for them. And, we, yeah, when Bill came over to take the microphone away, he was clearly really choked up yes. by that. So that was great. Yes. Was nice. And this stupid fucking woman yapping on about, yeah, put some butter in it. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. We have two idiots again behind us talking, yeah. having a really stupid conversation. Not about horses. Not about horses. Just about other stuff. Anyway, I cannot remember the idiotic conversation. <laughs> Jeez, I laughed so hard I can't even talk. The one stops. Goes. This will be this will be really funny if you've seen the movie Hearts of Darkness, <laughs> which is about the making of Apocalypse Now. So if you've seen uh, that movie, you you will know this this scene. Do you want to say it or do you want me to I'm say it? Right, I think you better. I'm so there's so this pause, and then we hear this this kind of choked up voice say, "I swallowed a bug." <laughs> It just was like so Brando. Perfect. Yeah, just goes, like Brando. I think I swallowed a fly. <laughs> it was just like that. It was really funny. Oh my god, it was so oh. And of course we had to, to stifle our laughter because <laughs> it wouldn't have been polite, yeah. So uh, then there was more <laughs> Tommy Turvey insanity that I don't even want to no. get into because it was just too too creepy. Yeah, and then another um, guy from a charity got up to do a little spiel for that, which was really right, nice right. To, to talk and about. And that was Camp Max Strauss, I believe, right, right. which is um, a, a camp. It's a, a sleepaway camp. Yeah. It's a sleepaway camp for kids who um, 
are in, you know, bad circumstances, mm-hmm. like the one guy was saying, you know, he had lost his father and mm-hmm. at a young age. He was now grown up, and, um, uh, you know, he and his brother had been able to go to this and, and were working with social workers. Mm-hmm. So that was great. So, so on to dinner. On to dinner. So we went to the room where the dinner was, and they had um, many round tables set up that would, looked very nice, and we all had our little goodie bags that we had put together. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's in here. Well, actually, I know what's in here because I put all this shit in here. <laughs> but you know, we didn't we didn't individually handle every right. item, so there were still surprises. That was good. And um, they had now they said there were six hundred people there. Do you think that's right? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not good at that. It, it seemed maybe a little bit less to me, but I'm not sure because they were packed in there and it was buffet style, so you had to kind of go through the line. And the food mm-hmm. was good. It yeah, was, it was, it was really fine. Nice. It was like barbecue chicken and all that. And we got to sit down and we got some drinks and. Uh, we had like an hour and some to eat our dinner and just chat with people. So that was nice. We and there was to... a really good swing band. Well, they were okay. They were good swing band yeah. band. You know, they needed more horns. The, but... Yeah, they're a little light on the horn section and, yeah. and a vocalist to sing. So that was good right. and it was nice and it had turned into a beautiful day. So it was actually pretty warm mm-hmm. and the sun was setting and that was nice. Um, so we were sitting, they had given the fan club, uh, two tables sort of in the corner, which was a really nice place to be yeah. because it was out of traffic. So there weren't people constantly walking back and forth and we were able to stow all our stuff in the corner and not have to worry about it getting stepped on or anything. Right. That was good. So we were just sitting there people watching, which was the best part about it really. Well, yeah, it's cause we saw some, there were some really, some show. really interesting people. There are a lot of women with fake breasts. So we were kind of doing some spotting on that and, uh, Tommy Turvey's table was next to us, and he didn't show up for quite a while. I guess he was busy doing some other stuff. And I saw um, this couple come in, and they were the guy was probably like late 40s or something like that, and they, he looked like he had a lot of money because he had a very expensive hair weave. And uh, <laughs> he, The price tag was still hanging off behind his left ear, which is how we knew. And he was with this woman. Who uh, was had Lonnie Anderson hair? Actually, that's the best way to yes, describe her hair. Yes, that's pretty. She perfect. looked a little bit like Lonnie Anderson. It wasn't Lonnie Anderson. No, though. no, it wasn't. Um, and she had on white jeans and a white sort of tank top, and then a white jacket and white boots. So she was all in white and had great big dark sunglasses on. And I saw them wander around the room like four or five times and kind of greet a few other people. And then they plop themselves down at Tommy Turvey's table, and I don't think they belong there. <laughs> I think they just sat at the first open table that they could find. So we're sitting there watching them and, and we're elbowing each other because the the woman had, you know, big fake breasts and just way too much makeup on and everything. And it became really clear as we're watching them that she was either incredibly drunk or on prescription downers or something like or both. that. Or both. Because she was moving with that unsteady deliberateness that you have when you're drunk and you're trying not to fuck up. So we're watching her take her compact out and slowly open it and then brush the powder over her face. But it was like when you see a drunk person in a movie and they're trying to do it. And, you know, I was it's just like falling off my chair was, when she was she's doing just the brushing brush. it up her nose and around her ears. And I was like, <laughs> is it going to go in her eye? You know, and then we were all we were on the edge of our seats while she was putting her lipstick on. because oh, I was sure it was going to go right across her but face. But it was just like really <laughs> Whoa. And I've never, ever seen anybody apply lipstick to the inside of their lips before. It was quite amazing. And uh, her, her schmuck boyfriend, husband guy. Who we decided she <laughs> she referred to him as schmucky honey. Yeah, yeah. And she'd say, schmucky honey, I need another drink, you know. And, and he came back and he put some food in front of her, which she kind of pushed away immediately. And then 
clearly over schmucky. the next few days, Schmucky was like, you got to eat something. You haven't had anything but a quart of scotch all afternoon. You got to eat. And a bottle of downers. You got to eat. So, and she was trying to put some food into her mouth. And you know what it was reminding me of? I don't know if you, if you remember this, but I remember years ago a sketch on the Carol Burnett show mm-hmm. where... Tim Conway was supposed to be a dentist who was going to work on Harvey <laughs> Corman, and he accidentally injected his own hand yeah, yeah. with the um, oh, Novocaine. Novocaine. It was like and the that. way he handled the, the <laughs> dental instruments was the way this woman handled her her fork. Yeah, like 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 her hand was dead or something. It was crazy. She did get some food in her mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and part it, of a napkin too. I wasn't think. wasn't it fun to watch her try to put her jacket back on? Oh, that was the best part. Was trying Schmucky, to get the jacket honey, on. My jacket's broken. She got one arm in, and then, of course, since she had one arm in, she couldn't quite get her hand up to the armhole on the other one, and it was it was a struggle. And he had to come back. Oh. <laughs> it and was then crazy. they sort of, you know, they, they, he sort of walked her out. She sort of staggering and teetering and, right. along with him. So that was very amusing. I was sorry that they didn't stay longer. Right. So we don't know who they are, so we're not libeling anybody, right. but uh, that was pretty funny. So then they did the live auction. At which Bill right. was the auctioneer. He was the auctioneer. He was great. And uh, just shilling like, right. oh my God, you have never, ever, ever seen. <laughs> Saying things like, come on, we have to get this bid up. I'm begging you here. You've never met a bigger whore than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and while this was going on, we were in line to get ice cream sundaes. Right. With Robert Wagner. <laughs> Who was standing right behind us. Yes. That was pretty cool. He right. was just six inches away talking. And then he decided he didn't want ice he cream. He didn't want ice cream. So he was just chatting. He looked good. He looked good. He looked really good. Right. Just chatting away. And like Scott so. Hamilton also, you know, right. was there. Standing quite near us. And, you know, so they raised a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Bill shilled like a maniac, as we said. And then... Then Lyle Lovett and his band yeah. was the entertainment, and they were they were they great. Were and so your good. comment on what <laughs> what they were, I want you to share that. I, I was saying that because we were in this very small space, and they're obviously a world class band playing so so well. I mean, just so professionally, they were like the world's greatest country and western bar band. <laughs> And and I was saying, it's like when you see a movie and you see the band in the bar. And, of course, the band in the bar is a world-class band because pro- it's a movie. Professional musicians, They're professional yeah. musicians. It's not like an actual bar band when they're out of tune and they can't remember the words and they're drunk and they're falling right. off their chairs and everything. So it was really great to see that in such a small space. Well, and that's part of what I was thinking is, um, you know, I rarely go to live concerts anymore. And part of it is the crowds and the whole arena experience yeah. of music is just not good. And so to be there with, like we said, what was maybe the maximum 500 people, yeah. it was almost like being at a big wedding. It was with, like, it was without like Without all the obnoxious yeah. wedding crap going on. Yeah. And having just this great band. It was. The sound was good. People were enjoying it, you know. Yeah. It, there weren't drunk people having fights or throwing up or anything. It was really nice. It, it, really, it really was, it really was good. Uh, fantastic. And we got to watch some people dancing, which was also amusing. Yes, yes. That was pretty much fun. Um, so he played for, what, hour and a half or something? I don't know if it was an hour and a half, but yeah, it was at least an hour. At least an hour. It was it was great. They they played wonderful music, wonderful numbers, and uh, and you know, of course, we're sort of spying on Bill Mm -hmm. as he's watching this, you know. And I'm giving I was a little closer, and I was giving Lena the report. He took off his hat, (laughs) but at one moment, um, Lyle Lovett was was playing some you know slow number, not sappy romantic number, but a ballad. And I happened to look over, and Bill's sitting there, and um, Elizabeth, his wife, of course, was sitting next to him. And she was resting her head on his shoulder so and had sweet. her arm around Aww. him. And it was just, it was a really sweet it moment. Was. But, you know, he had his whole family mm-hmm. at the, the two tables that he had right in front, you know, around him. Yeah. And 
It's good. So Lyle finished, and then they started to kind of um, close things up. And we were hanging around um, because we had to wait until everything was done, and, you know, some folks were helping to clear the tables. And uh, we got to watch Bill sort of do his... Uh, obligation stuff yes. at the end of the night. People were coming up and shaking his hand and taking pictures, and he was signing things, and you know. And then was, he came over to yeah. Thank it was like ten thirty at night, and he was still going strong. And we're, we were exhausted. We're totally fading. Yeah, you know? we're, we're like sitting there with our heads on the table. So yeah, <laughs> he came over and he took some pictures. They were selling hats. He has this hat that you'll see in our pictures, and he was selling um, that hat to right. people. Uh, and lots of folks were buying them, and of course it was all for charity, so he took pictures with the people who all had the hats. Um, so that was really nice, and he was just being as sweet and polite as you could possibly imagine. And mm-hmm. we were watching, he, he and Elizabeth kind of walked around, like they did the rounds, yes. to see what was going on. Well, the other thing, this was really funny, or I thought, I enjoyed it totally. At one point after, I believe it was after the auction, but before Lyle Lovett came on, I noticed Bill was getting up and, and going to each table, and he did come to our table too, say, hi, how are you doing, you know, thank you for everything. And I just had to laugh because um, a few years ago I did the show Tony and Tina's Wedding, and one of the things as a cast member we were always being scolded for was to do the table work, which mm-hmm. at, as part of the show you were supposed to go around to every table. Every cast member was supposed to hit every table and talk to them, but, you know, of course staying in character. And, and I said, Bill is doing his table work. What a pro. And I and he was a total pro, and I know this because I was the only cast member who never got scolded over table work because we all hated doing it. Oh, yeah. You really do not want to do this, but he's just totally, like you say there, meeting every obligation. He is the total professional, not just in the actual work of the acting or the, the horse riding or the, the, the auction, but the smaller things, the appreciation, mm-hmm. the obligations, he was Bill just, did great table He work. was great. He, he was gives great good everyone. table. He does. He does. He was so nice to everyone. And then we kind of uh, watched him and Elizabeth leave, sort of holding hands. Yes. Very sweet. They just kind of walked out into the night. Mm-hmm. And it was it was nice. I, it's really nice to, to see how, um, I want to say down to earth, but, you know, they didn't have a little entourage. They didn't have mm-hmm. a car with a driver pull up. You know, they, they weren't being demanding and making people do things for them. They and were just, yeah. it's also very obvious that um, she is not like a trophy wife or an appendage or somebody who's, who's shuffled off to the side and appears when he needs her for mm-hmm. a publicity shot or whatever. Very much, a, they are a part of each other's lives. They are, I think, the, the central touchstone mm-hmm. of each other's lives. I and think you, so. You could see this whenever they're, they're together. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was just great. I really appreciated seeing how close they were and and how 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 much of a couple they are. I guess yes. yeah, that was really nice. So we want to talk a little bit about our staff. <laughs> what was in the goodie bag? There was a lot of weird shit in the goodie bags. Um, there was some some things that you could actually use, like there was water, hairspray, and hairspray, which I used this morning. Which and there I liked. was mint flavored water, which we drank oh, last night, and it was good. It was really. Tasty. I want to see if I can find that someplace. Um, there, there were, um, there was this energy drink called Pimp Juice, <laughs> which we're totally afraid to. We're drink. We're afraid to drink, but I'm going to give it to my geek buddy Logan because I know he'll like that. Uh, what else did we get? There were some some coupons and things in there. Um, some candy. Some oh, was, um, uh, uh, there was um, vitamin pens. water. Vitamin pens. water. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. That. Some of the bags got cigars, and we know that because we put the cigars in, but we hadn't gotten to that side of the room, so and, there and, were no cigars. And, yeah, and I was just as glad <laughs> not to be sitting at a cigar was, there table. There was some tea. There was some candy. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there were certain things you could only only get in L.A. And, yeah. and this is the one we really want to tell you about. This is worth $200 and has absolutely no value as far as I'm concerned. Yes. It is a gift certificate in the amount of $200 for a hyperbaric oxygen treatment. Yeah. And it's only good for like another two months. But we get this whole brochure, and um, it's um, HPOT, otherwise known as hyperbaric oxygen therapy, is administered in an FDA-approved chamber and allows a person to breathe highly concentrated oxygen Mm -hmm. while lying in the pressurized Mm -hmm. chamber. This floods tissues with beneficial oxygen, revitalizing all cells. So this is all this crap about look better, feel better, you know. And, well, you know, maybe it is useful if you live here where you can literally see the air. Yeah. So I was pointing out that a hyperbaric oxygen chamber is basically what Kirk was in in Space Seed. <laughs> where they try to kill him. And, and I didn't realize that when Lena told me this. I went, okay, um, I don't think I want that. I mean, I knew I didn't want this, but now I really, really know I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm wondering, you know, who are the people who are operating it? Are they Klingons or are they Starfleet officers? Like, are they going to okay, try and save you? Okay, does this sound like a Klingon name? Kill you? Dr. Heuser? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, they could easily use you as a hostage. Okay. <laughs> Once you're in there, it's locked from the outside like a meat locker. The secret to looking better, feel younger, and improving overall health. Amazing new therapy, breathing. Offers <laughs> incredible hope for everything from anti-aging and insomnia to migraines and more. And then in bold type, if only more people knew about HBOT. Wow, well, if you've seen Spacey, you know about it. Yeah, yeah. and I can't say that I thought Kirk got great benefit from that because well, I think he looked like he was dying. I think he did. And he I was think like... It- <laughs> Saved him, Marlon MacGyver. Almost killed him by giving him the bends <laughs> by you know by changing the pressure. They too had quickly. they were just in the middle of getting the perfect take on that, and they had to redo it again because Marlon went. I think I smell a fly. <laughs> yeah, hyperbaric oxygen treatment. Neither of us are going to be going for that. Really, but it's but worth if you want, if you want the coupon, you know, send us an email. Oh, the other thing we got, which do. again, worth a lot of money, totally useless at least to us. We have a certificate for $1,000 off the next time we rent a private jet. Oh, that's right, yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be renting a private jet anytime soon, but it was nice to be, you know, the thought was there. (laughs) (laughs) Because some of the people at that dinner would probably use that coupon. And, you know, I'm actually surprised because I've always heard rich people are really, really cheap and greedy. Yeah. That they didn't come over to people like us and say, can we have your certificate? Yeah, they probably would have. Yeah. Um, You know what also amused me, no end, was at the horse show, uh, there was a big banner because um, they had banners for all the sponsors, and right. one of the sponsors was Marilyn and Jeffrey Katzenberg, but they had misprinted that, so it said Katzenbet. <laughs> and and Jeffrey was J E F blank Y, so it was Jeff Yeah, Jeffy. 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 Hi, Jeffy. That was funny. Uh, so then what? We came home, we were exhausted, we went to bed, and it turned out that uh, some of the stuff that was planned for today just didn't end up happening because. It happens. Right. Yeah. Schedules changed and we couldn't do it. It looks like um, Bill may or may not be riding again at the equestrian center, but we have to leave, so we're going to miss whatever it is. But I don't think there was any more opportunity to meet with him no. or talk with him. Oh, but also at Breakfast with the Group, we all signed cards. Cards, yeah. Thank you cards to um, Bill and Bill D'Elia, the director, 
Jennifer, his assistant, who took us around on the tour and escorted us to the set, and to Chris, Bill's assistant, who had, you know made a lot of effort setting yeah. all of this up. So we uh, <laughs> we're signing those, and as Bill's card comes <laughs> around, Lena says to me, "I'm starting to write." She goes, "Be nice," <laughs> because she was going to put her phone number down. <laughs> Call me. Call me. <laughs> Heart, little heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I should have done that. I should have doubted the eye on Kitty yeah. with a with a, a little heart. And Bill, uh, call me. And what were you going to write on Bill Delia's? Oh, I was going to I was going to write something like, you know, Bill had a great time at the studio yesterday. Let's do lunch. <laughs> have your people call my people. But we didn't. We were we very didn't. nice, we were and very we were very nice. sincere in our thanks yes. to um, to everybody involved yeah. in this, in, in setting it up and making all the arrangements. Yeah. Um, and there was a gift purchased for Bill Shatner, mm-hmm. um, which was described to us. We didn't see it, but it sounded really, really nice. Right, you know, pretty for his yard. So that that was good. And a lot of money was raised for the charities, yeah, and yeah. members of the fan club who were not able to attend had sent donations. You know, that were being done sort of in the name of the fan club in general, yep. which very, very nice. Yeah. So, all in all, it was a great weekend. Yes. And we will probably have more to say. We'll definitely be putting up some pictures. I just today put up a picture at the blog of, of Bill when we met him. So right. you can see how cool he looks in his horsey outfit. With his horse. <laughs> With his horse. So we're going to sign off from um, our craptastic hotel in, in Burbank, California. And we'll be back with another show, hopefully, um, this coming weekend or sometime, sometime soon. I don't know. Soon. We need a little time to recover from all this, frankly. Yeah, yeah we, we need to come down from being in the hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, that, that's definitely it. 